Hello everyone, it's Zam. And Greta. And we're from www.spark.com and we've talked about doing this for a while. We've mused about it and we decided to finally sit down and do it. And what are we talking about? TV. Yes, we're going to be talking about various television shows in a more regular format. So we have our manga reviews which come out generally on Wednesdays. We have our movie reviews which come out sometime during the weekend. And then our Zan chats which come out whenever we record them. So this is another specialized series that we're going to be starting, and this is specifically based on television, or more importantly, streaming services, things you watch on streaming services that are long format. Things so, that are not movies. So it'd be a mini-series, a serial, whatnot. We're going to go episode by episode for stuff, talk about them. Maybe we'll get some other people involved. Our friend T, we would like to get on this, maybe talking about one of the TV shows, but I think we missed the boat with that last TV show. Uh, she can always jump in. True, or one of our other regular commentators. But, so let's start off. Remember, you can check out any of our other podcasts. Inspire Kamonga Review, Movie Review, Game Review, Convention Review, uh, Zan's, Zan Chat, Zan's Extraordinary Superhero Examination, The Spirekin Book Corner, or any other podcast at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you'll find us one way or another. And remember, we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. So you don't have to read anything we say, but we hope we do entertain you in one way or another. And so let's start. Because we're actually starting off with something kind of cool. Something that just started this Sunday. Sunday the 17th? Uh, yes. Yes, Sunday the 17th. And it's a show which is based off of a French comic book, well, sorry, a French graphic novel that came out in 1982. The far distant past. Yes, one year after I was born, ironically. Uh, but most people know this not from the graphic novel. They know it from a 2013 South Korean Czech film, which has the name of this TV series. And what is that film called? Snowpiercer. Yes, Snowpiercer. So Snowpiercer, uh, for those who don't know, is based off a French comic book made in 1982 by Jacques Loeb, and that was brought to uh, everyone in 2013 by uh, Boon Jong-ho as Snowpiercer. And the reason why I know about this movie is because this is the reason why at the end of the movie The Avengers, Chris Evans, when in the shawarma scene, he's covering his face. is because he grew a beard for this movie. And I saw the movie. The movie's actually very compelling, and for a, for a one shot, it worked really well. Like, this is one of those interpretations where you don't know how they could have made a sequel to it. So, is is Snowpiercer a sequel, you'd say? Um, it feels more like a prequel. Yes. Because it does take place several years before when the movie takes place. Right. And also things are very different. Now, this is a post-apocalyptic dystopian thriller TV show which shows on TNT. You can watch it on TNT Live, which is their web service, or you can pay for it if you have certain web services. Supposedly, outside this country, it's going to be on Netflix. So, yep. So you can consume it however you want. I'd say go to TNT.com and watch it. Or if you have TNT, watch on TNT. Yeah. On Fridays. Now, this is uh, the, the screenplay was written by Boon Jong-ho, the director of the movie, and Kelly Masterson. And it's... Uh, Directed, well, it depends on the episode, but uh, the overall producers, we'd say, are... Who was the director for the first episode? That is a good question. The director for the first episode 
is going to be James Hawk, who has done, I don't know. James Hawk's done a bunch of British shows. He actually helped relaunch Doctor Who. So that's kind of cool. So this guy does his sci no his sci-fi. And um, I don't say I'm a lot. I do apologize. This may be not as streamlined as usual, but I'm just getting the flow. We're going to figure out how this is going to go. Because we don't even have a rating system at this point for this show. Right? Yes. We're still work on that. So this movie, yeah. this series, to how would you explain Snowpiercer in one sentence? So mankind has kind of screwed up the earth. Um, and they think that they can fix like the ozone layer and pollution and all that stuff by, by chilling the earth, um, kind of, you know, like a, like a winter thing, you know, like a spring comes back with a vengeance, but they screwed it up and ended up freezing the earth, freezing the ozone and quickly earth is becoming uninhabitable. So this. Some might call him a genius, has created the ultimate train, which is a thousand and one cars or something insane yes. like that. Well, thousand and one cars, which is ten engine, miles long. Ten so the train is ten miles long, but the train tracks go around the world. The idea is that this is a moving vehicle that can sustain life in these freezing conditions. Conditions. And so it's called the snow piercer because it can pierce through snow and ice and anything that might grow on the tracks or fall onto the tracks. It can just keep going. Um, so essentially that's it. It's like Noah's Ark for the future. It's this huge Actually, that's a, train. A, a good example of it in one sentence. It's Noah's Ark on a train in the, in the Freezeopolis. Because in this show, as it follows... The passengers in the Snowpiercer, as it moves around the globe, and it's all it's left of humanity. And this is and there's years. the people that work on the train because there's a lot of different jobs to keep everything going. And then there's the people that paid for the train, the passengers, like the first class passengers, the second class passengers, the third class passengers. And then there's the tailies who are our kind of main characters. They're the ones who, at the end of things, they kind of raided the train to get on to survive. Now, if you watch the original movie, the original movie is about the final days of the Snowpiercer, where 17 years after the event occurred, a bunch of tailies decide to, to overtake the train. And it's actually a very compelling movie. It's starring uh, Chris Evans. It has, um, uh, well, Tilda Swinton is one of the bad guys. It's a very... It's very interesting. It's an interesting and kind of... Uh, interesting microcosm about social class, social injustice, the politics of survival, and it makes you question a lot of stuff in it. And it has the first humanity. It makes you question survival and humanity. And also, when things go to hell, what happens? Because without leadership, anarchy occurs. Right. And that—that's the movie. Is that in a nutshell? And when you see the original Snowpiercer in the movie, it's like thirty cars. That's it. It's very small. I, I'm loving the one in the TV show. The, the TV first show class, the... is a thousand and one cars, and the and the tailies have maybe two cars. Yeah, because it can't be just one car. It yeah. won't make sense. They have one to two cars, or maybe five cars if we're generous. 
but they only have a certain amount of cars and they so this so like we said the first the movie takes place 17 years after this event occurs which we learn more about in the tv series exactly what happened the tv series takes place seven years after the event occurred so it's earlier in time so it could be a prequel but people have been on the train long enough to where this is life this is life. The kids have been born here. Some kids don't know the outside world at all. Some people remember the basics. And we have several main characters in the first episode. It follows two people. The first person follows is Jennifer Connelly, who we know from Labyrinth, but she is playing Melanie. She's, oh, she does such a good job. She is the voice of the train, uh, and she's, she's kind of the She's polished boss. and perfect and maintains order and is... Who you would want to be in charge of hospitality. Yes. So she seems, and she doesn't seem like someone who's going to sell you snake oil. She doesn't seem like that. She seems the person who is in charge of what's going on. Yes. But she's also like, well, we're, we're I'll not gonna get it done. Yes. She's, we'll get it done, but with a smile. Right. Unlike Tilda Swinton's character in the movie where she's. But she also like, even in the very, the first thing that she the first problem resolution she has, she handles it very fairly. She doesn't just cater in and give in and first class wins. It's very, we'll, we'll, there's compromise. We'll set this up and answer it later as opposed to just giving it to the person who's complaining, which is good. Right. She takes care of it. So now, she's, she's very fair. Now our other main character is uh, Tavy Diggs, who's playing Andre Layton. He is um, one of the tailies who is, I'd say he's someone who's a thinker, not a, like, he could take his own, but he's a thinker. What do you mean he can take his own? He's someone who could defend himself and he could fight, but he is, let's... Oh, yeah, he's, he's definitely, like... He's calm and collective, which is kind of important in the tail section. And he's, no, he's he's strong of mind and strong. Yes. And he is... Uh, Someone who ended up on the tail end with his wife and, well, his wife has disappeared. We don't know where she's gone, but uh, he's kind of in He's one of the people in charge of the tail end to keep an order. Also, he's a former police officer, a former detective. Yes. And this is where our story takes place because this is a murder mystery. They said, let's take this, po instead of just making it just a, a typical post-apocalyptic class versus class, they turn it into a... So in the TV series so far... It's a procedural. It's a cop what show. What we know is that hospitality kind of runs things. Yes. So, and hospitality, hospitality, by now, it's been a few years, and they know who's on the train. And they know what you did before you got on the train. So they know he was a homicide detective. You know, they know if you were a pianist or a piano tuner mm -hmm. or an artist or a violinist. They know all of these things. So when a murder occurs on the train, they didn't bring any... They have security, essentially their own police force. But not everybody on the police force was police before. Like the their highest ranking person as a police is as for hospitality is not is a rookie who made it like two days and then or like a month and then well she, one of one of the guys was a soccer player yes you know so so 
they're security and they do a good job and they're good enforcers, but they're not like NYPD or, you know, anything like that. They're so, not going to solve a crime. Right. So they do need somebody who can solve a murder. So there's a murder that's happened and this is actually the second time this murder happened. So they bring him up and they, and they. So that they, it turns out that a similar crime occurred, a similar murder occurred. They thought they caught the murderer and they put them in their version of lockup, which is like. um, Cryo freeze, essentially. Right. And now another murder has occurred and the same tall tale signs are in it. So they now think, uh oh, we got the wrong guy and we got to solve this. So, so the plot thickens. So it's not just the first murder. It's now essentially the second murder. Um, but they clearly got the wrong person or they have a copycat and they need a real detective to figure it out because so apparently they didn't get it right the first time. So they've taken um, Andre or, or Andre and they, they, they taken him from the tail end and brought him throughout the train. Cause, and the whole essential thing is the tailies didn't buy tickets, right? They hopped on, but now they're, they're on the train and there's rations and things like that. They get rations, just, uh, what is it, one time a day? Well, they they start, the episode starts with them cutting the rations. Yeah. Um, so they could just kill off everybody, but they're being benevolent. But it, of course, it doesn't feel like that because it's like a, a slum section. Like a... It's the slums. It's, it's like it's, homeless help where there's... It's not, it's... It's very bad. Like, the movie, I think, shows it a little bit more, like, real. This is more like the Staley's want more food, and they're preparing to take the train. This is the third time or second time they've tried this. The first time, they lost several people. Um, people were, um, eh, let's be honest, people were disciplined because of what happened. And they're planning to do this again for the incident of the Hospitality showing up and saying, hey, we need you to do this for us. So what they're trying to do is, um, well, essentially, there's all sorts of problems. Like, they haven't been able, they've been sterilizing the women, so they haven't been able to reproduce, um, which essentially would kill them off. And some of them, it brings a point, like, one of them is the last Australian. If he dies, all of Australian culture, whatever, dies. So um, what they're going to try to do is... Take the train. And when our main character gets pulled up and they're like, we need you to do this investigation, you know, put your services up and then, you know, we can talk about giving you better living conditions. He wants to negotiate for immigration, for some of the tailies to be able to become third class citizens and better food. And their counteroffer is that it's just him. He becomes the, the train detective and he'll upgrade now, some people are going to think, oh, how come you just didn't take it? It's because he has people he cares about in the tail end. Right. He has an adopted son and he has a girlfriend. Oh, it wasn't really clearly defined to me. If that's like the love interest or just the friend or like-minded individual or that's her son. Like we didn't really define who that girl was. Yes. But also, if he doesn't come back, he's going to look like a traitor. If he comes back, he's going to look like a traitor. So it's kind of, he's kind of stuck between ends. Right. So, 
uh, long story short, this sets up what's going on. Eventually, this episode ends with a reveal, which we're not going to say. And uh, That was very exciting. And it ends where he has to go back to the tale and he makes an agreement to help out the train to figure out what's going on. And we've learned a little bit more about the show. Now, first off, the acting. The acting is... I thought the acting was Really great. good. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Collin does a great job. It didn't job. feel like a TV show acting caliber. It felt like a movie acting caliber. The only actor I think was the um, the weak link, I'd say, is uh, one of the tailies is a little bit too hot-headed. I for- forgot what his real name is. Um, I don't want to say it was Rourke, but he's a character actor that you see all the time. He's always the angry guy. In this one, he's like... He's the ticking time bomb. He's the one. But you kind of need that guy for the story. Because he does. If everybody was cool, calm, and collected, there'd be no conflict. And he does lead to something which is setting up for later on, I think. Yeah. But he's the one that's constantly butting heads with Andre, trying to be like, you're not one of us. And I'll be honest. You're with us or against us. I'll be honest. This television show started out, for me, a little sad and depressing. And Zan really had to sell it and said, no, 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 it's a murder mystery. You're going to love it. Because I love, I'm a sucker for a murder mystery. Um, but it started out really sad, really depressing. It's like, we really have to watch this? Do you really think? But you kind of do need some of the setup. And usually the first episode of anything is mostly all set up anyway. So if you get through the first half of the first episode, I think you're hooked. Yeah. Like, I... I I could have, a couple minutes into it, I could have turned it off and went and signed into Disney Plus and looked for something happy. But um, now, but I really am enjoying this now. So that's, first off, that is a great scene. But then there's some things which they do that are just great moments in the episode. Like, it, it juxt, juxtaposes the problems between the two ends. It does show the middle class. The middle class is very, or, or sorry, third class. They're very... It didn't show much of the third class. It showed a little it bit. It showed some of the crazy commune style of some of part of the third class. I still class. think that's like fourth class. I don't think that's that's third class. I don't think. I think that's... No, I think third class is the end. Because oh. that's the first stop they made after the tail. That is true. So it might be third class is the is the end. No, because they did say there's the night car also. Which we know kind of about the night car a little bit. No, but that didn't feel... Maybe the night car something past the tail end that's like kind of blow off steam. Like no, the, but how would people get there? They'd have to pass. True. But what we do know is the uh, the third the third class is the more the train is fascinating. It's fascinating to see what the train is going through. Apparently, allegedly, if you go to the website of the company Wilford Industries, you can actually design a train car and then maybe put in the episode because there are some cool train cars. Because each train car does something different. There's a thousand and one cars. And each one does something different. It's like they explain in one scene. There's like a sauna. There's a pool. There's like 10. There are 10 cars just for agriculture. But it's like they're not guaranteed. And that's kind of the whole issue with the show is it's. uh, It's all about balance. Everything has to be balanced. Uh, The movie did a really good job of explaining that, though, in a very disturbing way. Yeah. This one, not so much with the disturbing, but. but it's interesting because the, the scenes that juxtapose that we're trying to explain is like in the opening scene, there's an issue in first class that someone's complaining that, oh, 
the Swedish, the Scandinavians are having uh, sauna parties naked and they're embarrassing the rest of us. They're body shaming. And they're singing. Because they're not wearing swimwear and they're singing songs and sauna songs, they call them. So eventually uh, she has to deal with that. Meanwhile, in the tail end, they're struggling to just survive. And I, I want to do some spoilers, and, and I feel like we have shared some things. But at the same time, I don't want to spoil what we learn at the very end. No, that I don't think we should spoil till later. The other thing is, and we'll do speculations on that later, I think. However, the scene that I think is the most powerful, in my opinion, is another just position. You see, at the end of the episode... Uh, one of the main characters is just eating simple sushi and just having like a, ooh, this is my special treat. And just like kind of like a little happy, like relaxing moment. Yeah. However, there's a scene in the middle, which is early on, which is, I think, the best scene in the episode. It's after uh, Andre has been picked up and he's taken to third class and he doesn't know why he's there. They washed him, they cleaned him and they just put in front of him. They bring over a tray. He's in a dining car by himself. They've emptied it out. Uh, they bring over a tray with a bowl of perfect classic tomato soup. And he like almost cries. And on in a like wrinkly napkin on the side, he opens a napkin and it's like homemade grilled, grilled cheese sandwich. It's like the classic grilled cheese sandwich, tomato soup, heartwarming classic combo and he's been living off this black sludge ration like what they would essentially feed prisoners yeah because they're given rations which are are protein cubes they're just cubes of protein that just no flavor just (coughs) no it had a particular flavor the guy said that he couldn't remember he knew it but he couldn't remember and he goes oh that's probably best if you don't remember so you know it doesn't taste good but it's essentially enough to sustain life because it's been a few years. Yes. However, this is a mo- just seeing him look at it just like it's, and it's he's looking at like this is the most heartbreaking warming moment. And they see the look of the uh, they're called brakemen. That's who the police are called the brakemen. They're not real cops. They're brakemen. But they're looking at him like he's out of his mind. Like yeah. he, he's like he's taking his at first he's taking his time looking at it spreading the like you know when you he pull, pulled apart the sandwich he dipped just the corner of of it into the soup and he took a bite and you would have thought it was euphoric and then he just devours it gobbled it down and he asked for more and they say nope this is all you get <laughs> which is which that's that's a tease I know that I mean that's a good meal but But this is, so, but that scene just shows how much detail there. See, that scene is a great scene. The cinematography is great. Also, the scenery of the outside and the different, just how each level That was also, like, the first time he had seen sunlight in a very long time. And we see the outdoor world looks scary. Yeah, the Taily train car is kind of like where baggage would have been stored. Yeah, that's where, that's, so they don't see light. They don't see anything. They're you go out. You would think that they would be like John. And 
and all just what is the word? Uh, they'd be sickly looking, albino looking, but they're not. But that's also a little bit television magic. Now we've talked about a lot. Of, there's one other scene that's pretty powerful. That's early on. That's kind of shows the desperation for these people. There, um, the Taylors live in a very packed. Like there's no room. Like there's. M- Maybe you have your little corner, but that's it. But one like of, you have a bunk bed. But one of their senior members, uh, and if you've ever watched uh, Breaking Bad, Salamanca is in this. And he plays a former uh, piano repairman. And, the whole, and they brought him up front because he had to fix a piano. That's what he remembers. And he's a very just old. And one thing that he, he, he loves is music. He's with his wife, and it's his birthday. He's like 89 years old. He survived, and he wants, for his birthday, the only thing he wants is, what is it, like 15 minutes alone? An hour. He An wanted one hour. Alone with um, music. And it turns out that one of the um, uh, train members has a cell phone that's kind of dying, which he has the charger. But they also had some kind of plug for it to go into. Yeah, but apparently the battery isn't charging or we don't know. But so she has music on her phone and he can listen to the music. It was a specific symphony that he wanted to listen to. It was uh, Rachmaninoff. And it's a beautiful scene that he he's wanted, listening to. It's it. his birthday. They all, everybody sings happy birthday to him. He goes, the only thing I want for my birthday is a luxury that I would only ask for on my birthday. Just one hour alone. And so everybody actually moves out, gives him a spot. He's alone. He listens to his music. And and they can hear the music because there's no real alone, right? Yeah. But he kind of feels like he's alone. However, it ends with a very, well, we'll spoil this part. It's kind of sad. But he He's realized the futility in his life and he takes his own life. He hangs himself with electric. With the cord of the phone, and it's kind of, it's very... So the, they find out because... The music stops. They said that you have to keep the phone plugged in, right? Because when phones get really old, they stop holding a battery charge, but if it's plugged into a power source, it's fine. So you have to keep it plugged in. And it showed, like, he's listening to it, the battery was dying, which meant it wasn't plugged in anymore. And the music stopped, so that's when people know, uh-oh, something happened. And they go back there and he hung himself and it's just a sad moment. But this leads to... The catalyst. Yes. Their this, opportunity for rebellion. Because this leads to... This is this is the spark that led to the, the second incursion. Oh, Sean Bean is in this show. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of great actors in this. Here's the million dollar question. Will Sean Bean die in this show? What do you mean? Sean Bean, he's died in every single production except for one, except for Silent Hill. He has died in every other version, every other show, every other movie possible. Sean Bean. Hey, he's totally gonna die. <laughs> he might not die. Well, yeah, he's gonna, totally gonna die. He might be a murder victim. However, so let's get off the last parts about this. So, first episode ends in a way where, due to this catalyst, Andre loses some of his his position. He loses some of his uh, his bargaining power to stop them from making an example. Yeah, because the whole thing is he wanted to 
bargain hardcore to get better food for the tailies, possible immigration because they never had tickets. You know, they can't go anywhere else in the train. Um, he wants to make everybody's life better. And they're like, uh, no, that would be chaos. You guys didn't buy tickets. You know, and so he's shooting for the moon. He's shooting high. He keeps every time he says his demands, he adds on something extra. And they're, you know, they go back to, don't you want to be Wilfred's in his service and contribute? And then you can be a member of the train. Um, and then you get to you take and it. then this happens this blowout fight happens and he's like okay don't kill anybody and all of a sudden you know his bargaining chip is, is gone look but we have an entire season in apparently a second season which has been accepted already they already said they're gonna be a second season it's been renewed um actually wait uh yeah so there's gonna be a second season which is good Yes. But the first season uh, is nine episodes long. Oh, you know, it's, it's ten episodes. Ten episodes. So ten episodes for the season. And the question is, where is it going to go? The big question is, who caused the murder? Because we haven't even gone over the murder. We're not going to really go over the murder till probably next week when we find out more about it. But who, who, got over, who did the murder? How has it happened? And why is it connected to everything going on, including uh, Andre's ex-wife. That's right. We see the ex-wife. Yes. What's going to happen? We don't know. Dun-dun-dun! Dun-dun-dun! But yeah, if you've seen this, what do you think? Do you like it? Should we start putting our ratings for the episodes? Uh, should we just think how we go? Personally, for right now, this first episode, it's a good show. It's a very good show. Is it as good as the movie was? Um, I did not. I mean, the movie was good. The movie was good. I didn't enjoy the movie nearly as much as I enjoyed the first episode of this. I think the movie hit the nail on the head a little better because it explained it was more faithful to the comic, uh, the graphic novel, which explains the whole thing in one shot. But it explains everything in one shot because it's a movie. This one expands upon a little more, and they did something very different. They said, "They said instead of it being just a, a class war, it's going to be a, a procedural murder mystery." So I love murder mystery. I am curious if this is going to become a running thing where he's essentially the, cl- the the trained detective, or is this going to be there's going to be an overarching story? Well, already they're worried about: is it a copycat? Is it a serial killer? Because it's it's a memorable type of murder. There's a couple, you know, things that really stick out about it. So is there a serial killer on the train? That's a big deal. You got to catch the guy. You know, how much need is there for a homicide detective? How long can this go on? How many murders are going to take place? Um, but people are reproducing. So, Well, the front class is reproducing. And how long will the train stay together because other things? I am curious if they're going to show the fanaticism that the movie shows in the series. Like, it's the whole thing is the train is like God almost. The engine is God. Well, it essentially is the only thing keeping all these people alive. 
Um, if you ever watched uh, Attack on Titan, the whole thing where the wall was what protected them and the wall became their, like they worshipped the wall like a religion. That is what happens in the movie with Mr. Wilford and the engine. And I'm curious if it's going to do that or what we're going to see with that. Uh, some of the other actors that we had in this, um, well, we're going to find, we're going to see where all of them are. But the two standouts, like I said, David Diggs and Jennifer Connelly. And Jennifer Connelly just hits it out of the park. Yeah. And I'm curious about the other uh, individuals. We're going to see anybody else who's famous and interesting. Like, um, But because there's so many trains, um, uh, train cars, there's so many people... I think that because if they do it as a TV show, they're not introducing us to everybody all at once. So there is the opportunity of having guest celebrities that were always on the train. Yes, there's 3,001 passengers total. Supposedly. That's including the tailies. So uh, the other thing, uh, well, one last thing before I go. So essentially 300 per train train car and a train conductor 2001 well no that opens no, it's with three a, per train car you're right three per train car yeah but some train cars are just yeah that okay energy and other things so yeah there is one thing that i'm intrigued in that was kind of a big point in the movie uh, apparently, according to the Wikipedia, if you read the Wikipedia, is that uh, Andre Layton is a coronal addict. Oh, interesting. I'm intrigued if they're going to... That's if, their version of drugs. That's their crack cocaine. I'm pretty sure that the, the first class has like actual crack cocaine. And just... Yeah, but what's interesting is there there's one moment where they're talking about sushi um, and... They're having this conversation. They're like, oh, I wonder why we don't do this. She doesn't do the smoked salmon avocado roll anymore. Our avocado's extinct. And she goes, no, she doesn't do the smoked salmon rolls anymore because wood chips are extinct. So you can't do the smoked salmon. So some things do go in, extinct. So maybe the. So girl- I don't know what you need to make crack cocaine, but maybe they didn't bring. Well, well, a crack house on there. Obviously not. But I mean, a coronal is, is, is according to the movie in the, in, the, in, the, in the graphic novel, it's just industrial waste. Yeah, but it's almost like the people almost behave like really strong weed. Like they're kind of like mellowed out a little bit. Or opium. Maybe it's well, so not they, like they hallucinate, so... We're kind of going into the movie a little bit more than we should, but that's it's a good comparison because they're very similar. It's a sim, like they said, it's an ecosystem. They're symbiotic with each other. The movie is connected with this in a way. I am curious because Chris Evans was pipping this out. I wonder if Chris Evans is going to show up in this. Well, he was in the movie. Yeah, he was the he was the main character. And- Good question. Chris, so what do you guys think? Do you think that he'll show up in this? What are your thoughts? Email us, spirekins.gmail.com. And with that in mind, we're ending our first episode of Spirekins TV Talk. Next week, we'll talk about Snowpiercer Episode 2 and um, what other TV shows are we watching? Uh, probably, is the great all of it out or not all of it? 
Um, I think it's I think it's it's weekly on Fridays. Okay, so we'll, we'll probably talk about the great, and we'll talk about the series finale for. Um, who are you? Oh yeah, I love me some mask singer. Yes. Uh, now someone says, "Oh, what about your anime? Are you going to do anime?" Well, anime goes on the anime tra- anime podcast. Now. Yeah, of course. So these are real live action stuff. Um, but yes, we still watch and review anime. Um, if there's an old show you want us to talk about, email us. We've been watching some old stuff too. Like uh, we've watched all the old Miss Marple. Because Game of Thrones ended this time last year. Yes, we're getting kind of jonesing for that. Let us know. So we're going so guys. Thanks. Um, and if you have five phrases we could use for our ratings, let us know. Spirekin at gmail.com or zanspirekin.com. See ya. Bye.